Welcome to Let's Get Lit, the book club podcast with a twist. Nailed it. Oh my gosh. First try. This week we are talking about Chimamanda Ngozi Abiche. Did I get it right? Chimamanda Ngozi Adiche. Adiche, not a biche. I'm okay. a biche. <laughs> um, but yeah, her book, Americana, um, which we're going to be reading next week. So this week we're going to drink some drinks and, you know, talk about our expectations of the book and the little that we've learned about it in our five minutes of Googling. Yeah, so I'm actually pretty excited to read this book. I feel like I adore her for a lot of reasons. So you know how I feel about Beyonce. She, (laughs) boy, do I ever, we're part of the same hive girl. I know. So the author of this book, I remember listening to her TED talk or watching her TED talk like several years ago. And then when Beyonce came out and was like, ta-da, I'm a feminist. And she sampled from the author's TED talk in one of her songs. And then she kind of like blew up in the mainstream, but she's always been really big in academia. She's just like, she's so pleasant to listen to. Like she's she's just like a really interesting person and she has a really interesting take on things and the way that she articulated the need for, you know, kind of a broader look at feminism mm-hmm. and made it something that was palatable to the mainstream. I just loved it. I was super into yeah. it. I hope this book is as good as her TED Talks. I was first introduced to her from some of her TED Talks and was like, yes, preach everything you are saying is, you know, preaching to my personal choir. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, being a gender studies student, obviously I had been exposed to her, um, just from, you know, academia, we read all the same people over and over again, but when she showed up in a Beyonce song, it just cemented my love for her. Mm -hmm. And I, like you have been meaning to read both this book and a lot of her other novels for a long time. I've read a lot of her essays, but I haven't read any of her works of fiction. So Mm -hmm. I'm super excited. This is probably, I actually went back and found this on my Goodreads, and it's been on my to-read list since 2013. Seriously. So what have I been doing the last five to six years? Reading all the wrong books. So could not be more pumped. I would say of all the books that we have read, this is the one that I have the highest expectations for. So, yeah, me too. I'm you know, super... no pressure. <laughs> well, I feel like she... I think what I'm looking for in this book is a woke-ass love story and I'm really which is hard to find it's hard to find and I really hope that she nails it because so I haven't read any of her other books either but her more popular books are Purple Hibiscus and Half of a Yellow Sun Mm -hmm. and those are both really well reviewed but I was doing a little bit of pre-research on Goodreads and this book has the highest Goodreads rating I think of anything that we've read so far really it's 4.3 on Goodreads right now and it has a hundred like 190,000 ratings that's promising a lot of times the books that have the highest ratings it's just because not that many people have reviewed them because at a certain point you're only gonna get people that are like I've heard great things and now I hate this book Mm -hmm. where that seems like I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to jinx it, but I feel like it's pretty fair to say we're going to fucking love this book. Because we love her. Obviously, she is someone that, like, has a lot of the same belief systems as we do. And just yeah. as to, like, you know, proud and vocal feminists, she's yeah. a super important figure in kind of the modern feminist movement, particularly with regard to, like, including 
you know, women of different races because a lot of the Mm -hmm. kind of complications and issues with, you know, early wave feminism has been that it's just been... white women's feminism. Yeah, just one type of, you know, feminist. And she's someone that has really come in and united everyone under certain things that we all agree with. Mm -hmm. Well, I think also she's, like, funny. Yeah. she's, She's really funny. Like, her... Her TED Talks, I remember, like, for all the profundity in it, it was just, like, pleasant to listen to. Like, she mm-hmm. was really funny and witty. and She I sounds that... great in your ear holes. Exactly. And she just, like, you know, sometimes you listen to people or you, like, see actresses or something like that and you just think, like, I want to be their friend. Like, I felt that way about early, um, what's her name, in Winter's Bone and Mocking Jennifer Jay. Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Like, early Jennifer Lawrence, I was just, like girl, I want to be your friend. I like how you talk. You just, like, shoot it straight. Mm -hmm. You're funny. You, like, don't take shit from anybody. That's how I feel about her also in that kind of way, where I'm just like, I just want to be your friend. Like, I want to talk to you and hang out with you and pick your brain because you seem like an interesting person who has a lot of interesting things to say, but you don't take yourself too seriously, Mm -hmm. which I super dig. I feel like a lot of times academics, they take themselves so seriously and it's just like, I just can't with you. Like, I understand the point you're trying to get across and I'm there for that, but you're so fucking boring. Well, and I just think, I mean, sorry, I'm less educated than Brandy, so I'm going to speak for the masses here. There's like something about anyone with postgraduate education where at a certain point, like you'll listen to those conversations and you're just like, do you have any idea how out of touch? Not you, people in general. Yeah, ju- no, I, I just know. am making con- eye contact with Brandy, and I'm like, not you. Um, but it's but true. But where you're like, everything you're saying is like just it's so far from the real world. It's like people 100%. up in their ivory towers that can't actually like. It's like they've spent so much time studying the way things are mm-hmm. that they haven't lived it. Yeah, and I think she is a perfect example of someone who can like both have those high and lowbrow conversations where she gets it and she's done the research. She's not just speaking anecdotally about things, but she can also back it up with real world evidence. And so when she talks, when you listen to her, when you read her essays, it resonates because it feels real. It doesn't just feel like, hey, this person's done a lot of research and can like use a lot of big words that I have to look up. So I trust they're knowing what they're talking about. I agree. I mean, I also think my graduate degree, most of my meetings are at a bar right off Bourbon Street in New Orleans. I take it back. You learned everything (laughs) you needed to know. But but I think, I mean, to your point, academia is such a competitive field and people are always trying to one-up each other. And so they talk to each other and to, like, their publications in a way where you might have these wonderful insights to, you know, expound, what is the word I'm looking for? Don't ask me. You went to graduate school. I think you're but trying you to say expound. L- expound, right? Yeah. You already said it. You just second-guessed yourself. I did second-guess myself because I've been drinking a little bit of drink. Fair enough. And we should talk about that also while we're drinking in a second. Especially because you brought up New Orleans. I know. So, Teaser. Um, they, you know, you're trying to expound, and you're just, you're just alienating everyone who you're trying to talk to. Mm-hmm. And so... All of, I think there's like all of these beautiful academic ideas that just get stuck there because the people who are trying to, you know, eloquently say them in a way that's going to impress their peers, like don't actually use them in a way that's going to do anything for anyone who can actually interact with the problem. Yeah. Um, but I feel that way about everything that the people who are the decision makers know nothing about the fucking decisions they're making. 
It's fair. And there is something to, like, there's a place for all of this where you actually do need the people that are thinking about these things theoretically. Like, these are people, it's like philosophizers. Philosophizers? Yeah. It started to, to be clear, (laughs) it started to come out, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go for it because it's going to be funny. Um, So I'm not going to change that. I'm going to stick with philosophizers. (laughs) We need them. Um, But they're not the people that you want kind of like dictating all the decisions you make yeah. it's the people that you want to consult before mm-hmm. you make decisions that affect real people and that's the way I feel about kind of like academia in general is like you want to like figure out what these people have learned what they've observed and all of the kind of interesting things that you don't get to think about when you're busy living your fucking life and just trying to get by I get it. but you can't only rely on that you also have to then kind of take that it's like a petri dish of like there's no external factors there yeah that can affect it so you have to take the good take the bad and then be like how do we apply this to the real world and i think she is someone that is just able to do that in yeah. a way that most people who are super educated just cannot come down to the level of real life so yeah big fan of hers obviously a big fan of Beyonce and <laughs> what would Beyonce do she would read Americana so that's what we're gonna I do I wonder if she too. actually has read Americana I bet she has Beyonce, how would you not how are you gonna like quote well, someone she's obviously listening right now so we should ask her and obviously Beyonce is like our first listener <laughs> Beyonce if you're when you're listening to this can you just let us know if you've read Americana or not because we'd we'd be delighted to be on the same page as you. So I don't want to like take credit away from our actual listener and book club friend who recommended this book but I'm just going to say Beyonce recommended (laughs) this book to us because obviously she's like the founding member of our book club whether or not she wants to be a part of it except actually we did get this recommended to us by another person. Yeah. Do you want to give them credit or shall I? You can do it. Okay. Well, I didn't want to because I never know. Like, the person that recommended this to us, his name is either Marisa or Marissa, and I never know the difference. So, one of you recommended this to us. You didn't give us a location, but thank you because we've been wanting to read it, and you gave us the push we needed to make it a reality. Yeah, and I'm excited about it. I've been wanting to have this as one of my things that you're forcing me to read for a long time, so thank you. My bookshelves are about 60% books that I have read and about 40% books that I haven't read. And I would really like it if it could be 100% books I have read so I could start doing some donations of the shitty ones and replace them with new books that I do want to read. Do you ever use those kind of... um... Research books? 100%. Is that what you're going to ask me? Yeah, totally. What were you going to ask me? Sorry. I was going to ask you that. No, what were you going to ask me? You refer back to them? So I kept a couple of my favorite textbooks from college. There's um, a couple of public health ones and then an anatomy one. And the anatomy one is the fucking best. Also, it was like a $500 fucking book. Yeah, fair enough. And I can only sell it for like $150. And I was like, no, I'm keeping this. But I use it frequently when I'm like, this thing hurts here in this weird place. Then I open Mm. my anatomy book and I'm like, what is that? Oh, it's the erector pili muscle that keeps my hairs on my arm up? Yes, that one hurts. What a specific muscle to have hurt. Well, but you know, sometimes like on your, do you, because I have arm hairs. 
I feel like most people do. I'm also a human being. But you know, like, sometimes if you get goosebumps, like, sometimes it'll hurt on ones. Does that ever happen to you? No. Because that seems not to be a relatable thing to other people. I was also going to say, I don't really ever get goosebumps. Oh. Well, because sometimes, because I walk to work, and it's been really cold because it's winter, and it's miserable. And so sometimes my, like, I'll have goosebumps for a solid half an hour, and I'll come home. And then when I finally come it's home, like sensitive. they like my, I don't have goosebumps anymore, but what I've related it to is, you know, when you wear your hair in a ponytail all day yes, and then you let it down and then like let your, your hair down, your scalp hurts where your ponytail was because your hair is in a different position. Yes. That's how I feel from my goosebumps from a long time. Wow. And I found out that it's because your erecti, erectopili, your erectopili muscles that hold all your little hairs up. They get fatigued. If you say so, Miss MPH. <laughs> I was over here. I just, you know, did my undergrad How, honestly, in like, gender studies. So, you know, real useful shit over here. However, me and Jimamanda are already BFFs. But what I want to just say to the people right now is that you don't need to be smart to get a PhD. You don't need to be smart to do any of that shit. Because I will tell you that I bullshitted my way through everything and like you study and you try but you don't actually have to be that smart you just need to like make an effort and work the system there you go you heard it you from can Brandy go to graduate first. school and if you anybody can be a doctor and you can be a dumbass no i won't say that actually yes that's true you can be a doctor and be a dumbass like if you're going into the sciences you really have to be good at studying i will isn't anyone with a phd a doctor no they have a doctorate but you can have a doctorate in the mm-hmm. humanities there's yeah, so like, many different doctorates you can have. You can have a DRPH, you can have a PhD, you can have an MD, you can have a DO, you can have a DDS. There's so many doctorates. Wow. That sounds like a lot of work. I'd rather but, have a... Oh, there is actually... What do you call it? Like the people who have their PhD in... I want to say drinking, but it's really like winemaking and Sommelier. Brewing. Is that what it is? I feel like there's a different term. I'm going to Google it. A PhD in wine. You PhD. can be like in viticulture. That's what I was. Yes, that's okay. what I was trying to talk about. Go ahead, keep going. No, talk that was about that it. was literally it. I wanted to know what it was called. Viticulture <laughs> and enology. I went to my undergrad had like a big viticulture program, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking it was really weird. All of the eighteen-year-olds who were like, "I want to go into viticulture," and I'm like, "But what's wine? Mm-hmm. We're all drinking like." Tito's and Papa Vodka around here. A very vodka-obsessed population, it sounds well, like. Well, it was cheap. I was also going to say, I think it was really funny, the people who went into that field just because they were like, alcohol, this will be hilarious. Yeah. And then it was actually one of the most difficult science-focused <laughs> really majors hard. you could have. And, and you, had, you went to school with people who studied viticulture, didn't you? No, um, not at my school. A lot of my friends... Went to Davis, where mm-hmm. that's, like, I made the best program for that ever. Um, it is funny, because I do know a couple people who had that as their major, for obvious reasons, and then went on to be, like, lawyers or do totally unrelated things. Like, it was just a random major that they picked, and then they were like, well, I have other shit to do now, but I will say they do still, like, make their own wine and oh, shit like that. That sounds so cool. It does, but I have wish you I ever, like... like, gone to, like, one of those... This is never mind. I was gonna say, have you ever gone pretentious? No, the opposite. I was gonna say, have you ever gone to one of those grape stomping competitions? (laughs) Because I have. No, but I will say, my 
my ex for my birthday when I was like 22 maybe mm-hmm. brought me to this winery and I was like oh it's gonna be a winery it's gonna be beautiful and like we didn't like it wasn't a real winery it was like a place where they crushed the grapes and they were like you can come in here and smush grapes and I was like into yeah. this and you went in and you they put little like little booties on your feet and you stepped on grapes yeah I went to um wine crushing competition also with I mean, X is a strong word. Someone that I went on, like, five to seven dates with. Okay. Um, and it was like, okay, we're going to pair up and do this. And he was like, do you want to stomp the grapes? Or do you want to basically, like, as it comes out, like, collect it in the bag? And I was like... What oh, bullshit choice is that? Obviously, I want to stomp the grapes, but I had athlete's foot at the time. And I just <laughs> felt like not the best decision. Like, you know, just it ethically... Ferments. I know. It just, it felt like the wrong thing to do. So I was like, you stomp, I'll gather. I and can't believe you picked the gather. Be- only because of my athlete's foot. And then, I mean, honestly, this was the beginning of the end with this guy. We came, there's like eight people and we came in seventh place. Are you kidding me? No. What a shitty stomper. He was the shittiest stomper <laughs> ever. And I was just fucking livid because I would yeah. have done such a good job and he was like not taking it seriously an and just asshole. like haha slipping and sliding around and I did not waste a drop of the shit he stomped but he just couldn't get it together and what a shit stomper yeah what a shit stomper but I do often wonder because he's a nice guy just like really shitty at stomping grapes if I had stomped the yard, so to speak, would we still be together? Because I would have been like, <laughs> we're winners together when really, like, the gathering is, you know, not a real job. That's really funny. Anyways, I that's how it... I have to feel about wine. But we're not drinking wine today. Today, we... we've gotten really far into this episode without talking about anything. Well, but I this... mean, it's hard when you haven't read the book. <laughs> this week, we are drinking... Beer, because... Beer, 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 beer. Chug, 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 chug. I'm going to chug while you talk. I have to say that as I was... As I was planning this out, we were talking about, like, oh, what's the most, like, American thing we could drink? But then with the, like, Brett Kavanaugh hearings of late... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just... I chugged that and you gave me no credit. Go ahead. Brett Kavanaugh hearings as I'm, like, a frat bro over here. He keeps being... I like beer. I like beer. <laughs> me, and, me and my friends, we just we drink beer. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh my really god, really American, actually. And now he's a Supreme Court justice, so you know. Dream big. No matter how fucking shitty you are, I actually get this feedback from some friends and family. We're like, well, you know, because of your life choices, like you can't go into public service or public office anymore. And I'm like, really, really, I can't go into public office have you because seen the people in public office. Have I have I molested anyone? Have I like smuggled money from anyone? No, I may have made some strange life choices, but like, come on, I what? was I didn't do anything like harmful to other people, only harmful to my own reputation. To be fair, and I feel like this brings us back to this feminist author we're reading, you're a woman, so you can only get away with certain things. Mm -hmm. Where, like, boys will be fucking boys, you know? Like, it's just locker room talk, and what can you expect from them? Basic Uh, human decency? I don't think so. That's asking too much. But we're women, so, like, if we've, you know, had sex before... Ew! 
ill. Ew. Indecent, immoral. Don't let them do that to you. I mean, obviously, we've never had sex before. No, never. Because we're just like I'm bastions for marriage. of morality. <laughs> but yeah, waiting for marriage. At least Brandy's closer to that than me. I'm going to be. But I heard one time that when you say you're waiting for marriage, it can be literally anyone's wedding. That's Anytime there's marriage, point. you can do it. That's the best time to do it is at someone else's wedding because you're like, I'm overcome with all of the love and possibilities. And then the first person you see, you're like, let's do this. And then I will you have wake to say that there's nobody fuckable coming to my wedding, unfortunately. But if you're interested in me bringing a fuckable person to my wedding, I can try to make some arrangements since we have some dropouts. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess another year of dying alone. It's okay. We've already discussed the fact I'm planning on bringing my dog to your wedding. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I, I don't like to... Again, this is also off topic. I really don't like to introduce my dog to strange men. <laughs> like, every now and then, she's met a couple just because, like... It couldn't uh, be avoided, uh, but she always knew. And she I needs more like, stability in her life. I know. I should have interpreted the side eye properly, but I didn't, and I regret that. I'm sorry, dog I shall not name, because that would out me, because all of my social media is about my dog. I still remember the one time I started dating a guy because of his puppy, and it was the worst decision I ever made. It was the worst decision you ever made. <laughs> You started and ended dating him because of the puppy because you had different parenting techniques. Do we want it? Can we? Can I do like a real brief one over of that entire relationship? Because here's what happened. You already teased our sister podcast, like you know, bad relationships from the past. (laughs) So once upon a time, I met this guy and he was like, "Hi, I'm pretty boring, but I'm decent looking, and I'm about to get a puppy." And I was like, "Right up my alley, give me some of that puppy goodness." And he kept being like. Shitty, shitty, shitty. I'm a bad person, but you I'm keep about talking, to get a I'm puppy. I'm going to get more beer. Okay. He's like, shitty, shitty, shitty. I'm about to get a puppy. And then, like, the puppy just never manifested. And it had been at this point, like, what, three months or so? At least three months. It was three months-ish. And I was like, so I don't like you, but if you're going to get a puppy, I want to hold out for that. I like you've put in three months. I put of in three months of there's going to be a puppy. Seeing pictures of the puppy. Yeah. Oh, it was like, I was so much build up to this puppy. So finally it happens and he texts me and he's like, I got the puppy. And I was like, holy shit. Which can we also say for the longest time, I was like, this puppy isn't real. This guy is yeah. just stringing you along turns out there was a puppy yeah so everyone thought that the puppy wasn't real but the puppy was real and when the puppy finally came to exist it had a real bad name i don't remember what it was do you remember what the puppy's name was no no it was a really forgettable it was a really forgettable name and it was like a human name for a dog also this guy was such a dick because he was like what happened was the first batch of puppies was born and he was like I wanted a really white golden retriever, and all of these were like really like yellowy and golden. And I was like, "You're such a terrible, such, such a, piece a racist of sh- piece, such of a racist shit. piece of shit." But I was like, "Still, I don't, I'm not, I don't discriminate on puppy color. I'm into whatever puppy color he got going for me." Yeah. Anyway, eventually, puppy comes into fruition, and I go over there and I'm like, "Give me some of that puppy." Yes. I'm making, all a, the thrusting, I'm making a thrusting motion right now so that you can understand how into this puppy I was. 
and we go to his house and like open the door and I was like, puppy, 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 puppy. And then we walk in there and he's like, you need to be quiet. We need to go in the house and we need to ignore the puppy for 10 minutes. And I was like, what, what world is this? Who the fuck do you think Anyway, you and I, like, couldn't handle it because we were, like, sitting on the couch and the puppy was in a cage in the corner crying. This is, like, a triggering story. I know. And then finally when the puppy stopped crying, he was like, okay, we can say hi to the puppy now. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. And, like, the next time we came over, he was like, ignore the puppy for ten minutes. And I was like, that's not fucking happening. So okay. I walked right over I'm to the puppy. I'm here for the puppy. I walked right over yourself. to the puppy, opened the puppy cage, and was like, give me, give me, give me, puppy, puppy, puppy. And he was like, basically, end of the story is, he's like, I think you'd be a bad mother, and we, like, this isn't going to work for that reason. And I was like, you're a shit person. Yeah. And, like, I mean, you put out I put, all of that Oh, my God. Bullshit. Months of my time put into out this puppy, puppy scam. Um, yeah. But it was a puppy say, scam. You fell for it. It was a puppy it. scam. I was the only girl who got to live with that puppy for puppy days. Ugh. Even though I never lived with him, I, like, got the puppy for its initial cute puppy face. I wonder if the puppy would still recognize you. I bet he doesn't even have it. I bet this piece of shit was one of those people that was like, the puppy is not a puppy anymore and just, like, gave it to the pound. Oh, my God. Well, honestly, like, anyone who, like, spends, like, that much money on a puppy and then rejects the first round of puppies because they're not blonde enough, I mean, you don't deserve the dog. No, he doesn't deserve anything. And I'm so glad... This man is no longer in our life. I know, I just but always I did wonder what happened to the dog. Trade off that shitty puppy guy for someone who's allergic to dogs. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least at least the he guy likes that's dogs. allergic to dogs never like. Basically, the puppy guy was like, "I am selling you this like." impossible dream of this gorgeous puppy that's going to be in your life. You were like, this is my future dog. This dog's going to be my dog. I'm going to mm-hmm. have this puppy along with him. Yeah. And then it was like, you know what? Never mind. You were nice to the dog. Different parenting styles. Yeah. That's exactly what I was. He was like, I don't feel like you'd be able to discipline our child properly. And I was like, well, you he... couldn't discipline me properly in the bedroom and uh. you can go fuck yourself because of that. Good. Good point. We we come full circle with that. And that's also true. I I don't think this random guy that we haven't named because we're like such nice people is listening to this this. podcast, but he was also terrible in bed. There wasn't terrible like he couldn't get there was I was gonna say there wasn't actually ever an in bed because it never happened because Oh, what a loser. He he was he was quote unquote intimidated. I was so nice. I was like, I'm here for the puppy. Yeah, you're I'm like, here I'm puppy. here for the puppy. I don't care if if we never have sex. I'm still here for the puppy, and it wouldn't work out. But anyways, I that's a great relationship. I was going to say, that's a bad romance, but Wait, know, we haven't Americana t- is going to be a good romance. We haven't told everybody what we're drinking yet, and I think we're like we three already, <laughs> So, <laughs> to be clear, we already told them we were drinking a beta amber. Are you sure? No. I don't think... So I we're think drinking we a Vita Amber. If we haven't told you, we are. But can we tell them which specific variety... So also, sorry guys, we got really drunk before this. So if we're <laughs> rambling, you're welcome. But what kind of a Vita Amber are we drinking? So... Brandissimo. Wrong. Abita is the brand. Amber is the type. We're drinking an Abita Amber. 
Well, I didn't mean to give you the punchline when I was telling the joke. I apologize. But anyway, so the <laughs> we decided to drink. We decided to drink beer. A biche because it is the most American thing that we can think of. And also, we live together in New Orleans, which we've mentioned multiple times. And Abita Nolans, Nolans, as Nolans. <laughs> Yeah, basically we're like, just keep in mind that we were cool one time. Only anyway, once. I would move back there. I think if my husband ever dies, I'm just going to move back there. If your husband ever dies, I'll move back there with you. Maybe like you just fun can't be spinsters. Motiv- I know. I'm like, Don't kill him. Right now I'm like not a fun spinster. How did you know that I was already thinking like, <laughs> and to be clear, do you want to know how I would kill your fiance? With puppies. How did you know? <laughs> I'd 100% be like, hey, Brandy's fiance, hold all of these puppies. And, and he, he couldn't would say be no. Like, he would, it would basically be like he killed himself. I know. he wouldn't want to, Death but he wouldn't be able puppy. to stop it. That's sad. Yeah. Anyways, that's how Brandy's future husband dies. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. I know this isn't our spoiler alert podcast, but that's how it's going to happen. So we're drinking a beat of Amber. It's a New Orleans beer. If you haven't had a Bita beer before, I highly fucking recommend it. First of all, it's delicious. Second of all, there's so many different types of a Bita beer. But Amber is probably my number two favorite. My number one favorite is a Bita Strawberry, but it's a seasonal beer that I thought was a summer beer until I looked it up after we already bought this beer and realized it's in season now. However, this is delicious. It's like, it's like not sweet, but like not too hoppy. It's like very smooth and it's like super smooth. It goes with everything. It, it like pairs well with pretty much any food. It pairs well with like fish and it shrimp pairs well and with steak. Any book. Like like we might repeat this for another book, but it's definitely like yeah. we needed to do some American ass drink. Also, and like don't get more American than beer. And this I, is the only kind of beer we both like. Yeah, we both. I'm not a big beer You're drinker. You're not a beer drinker, and I'm usually like an IPA drinker and. This is like so not hoppy, which also makes it weird that I like it. But it's but so I good. love it. I want some more of it. I try so hard. I, I can't, can't rise above it. it. Don't know what it is, but the little girls love it. But I, I like, like it. it. I love it. I want some more of it. God, have we nailed that? I think honestly, if we don't like strike it big in the podcasting world and become like world famous, like. Like podcasters. podcasters that's a thing it is a thing okay um but yeah karaoke <laughs> for sure <laughs> that's a jam um anyway back you, to the book or not no i was just gonna say if you aren't beer. drinking if you aren't drinking a beta amber you should drink a beta amber but i was going to say that big missed opportunity with confederacy of dunces not really because we had a lot of new orleans drinks to get to <sighs> And I, Can we go so, to New Orleans and podcast from there? Yeah, I feel like we should live podcast just Ooh. in the middle of the quarter. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. No one would question it. They'd be like, this is fine. We should do a meet and greet. I want to see the people who are from New Orleans. Oh my god, I also do. Also, now I just want to move back there. <laughs> right? But like, now that I literally had two friends in New Orleans. One was Brandy, and my other friend, I was also, you know fucking and <laughs> now we're not so I don't have any friends but are they in New back Orleans there? 
Yeah, but I mean, you let's... could potentially be fucking that friend. No, no. I mean, <laughs> this person However... who I shall not out is in a very happy relationship with, uh, and I'm no homewrecker because I am a hopeless romantic that's at true. heart, and I'm not gonna fuck up anyone's romance. We were fun for then, but that's now like, I, I mean, want to beat it for now. That's a good quality because fucking up someone else's romance is like a real shit quality. It is a real shit quality. And it's also something I always think about with people that like, you know, when it's like, oh, I see someone that's happy and now I want to come back in and screw it all yeah, up. Yeah, that part's fucked up. I've never understood that because I feel like It's anyone, never happened to me. Yeah, even people that I've been like, oh, I still like have feelings for you. Yeah. I've always been like, oh, but I see how happy you are now and I'm so happy for you that I could never. I know. I get that too. Wow. So <laughs> what? So what we're back that? from like quite a commercial break because... <laughs> This smutty coven is way too powerful. Do we want to, like, give a brief preview of what just happened? Well, I will just say that one of our exes from a blast from the past just... From New Orleans, you might from say. From New Orleans just decided to fucking make their presence known and call us while we were talking about how shitty it is. <laughs> when, people, someone, yeah. when people do that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. how weird is that? That was really bizarre and now I just like really believe in this book club's power because it was like someone's ears were seriously burning and yeah. it was amazing. And they were like I have to now call and ruin Brandy and Star's life. Yeah and good luck with that because we shut that shit down. Happy, People happy. have been blocked more <laughs> drinks have been poured and we will persevere and move the fuck on and now I'm ready for a real romance. I know, but can I just, like, really briefly say, like, if you're in a relationship, if you're about to have a baby, if you just had a baby... You're gonna summon another weird ex from the past, because that's what we just did. We just summoned no, someone like, from the I'm past. No, but, like, I'm just saying, if you have done that, then just fucking commit to the life that you picked. Yeah. Because don't... You made your bed, lie in that Exactly. Shit. Lie around, don't, roll in, tuck your covers under your don't chin. Don't try to screw someone else in no. your bed that belongs to someone else. Exactly. It's your bed. It's your bed and it belongs to the life that you've decided to make it. And if you didn't wash the sheets, that's your own problem. Yeah. That's true. Okay, anyway. Yes, all men. Right? Like, they call out of the blue and they're like, hey, by the way, I'm like eating this food I used to eat and you eat food sometimes too. Yeah, without like giving too much away. The conversation was basically like, hey, just like checking in. Where do you live? Are you dating anyone? Oh, yeah. I found this article of clothing of yours and it reminded me of you. And the person I'm currently dating doesn't love that I found that article of clothing. And And she's pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) And that was the conversation. And Brandy and I are just sitting here looking at each other like, are you fucking kidding me? Go back home to your pregnant wife. And don't call this podcast again. You this are is not welcome. Book club podcast with a twist. We read and we drink, but we don't cheat on anyone and we don't wreck any homes here. No home wrecking. No home wrecking for these two. Only Anyways, cheers. gingerbread homes yeah. when we need cookies. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, I would... <laughs> eat someone's home in a heartbeat if it was made of cookies. A hundred percent. But right now we're drinking some Abita and cheers beers, to not cheers. beers cheers, not drinking or not drinking any homes. <laughs> it looks like I can dip that cookie in milk. Exactly. 
Anyways, moral superiority for the win. Right? Did we have any fun facts we wanted to talk about? Or, like, is the um, fun fact that someone's ex just, like, blew up our spot? Um, I do have, like, one fun fact about the author. Okay, let's hear it. That she was in Beyonce's song, but mm-hmm. um, that's pretty much all I got. Wow, that anything? was, like, quite a fun fact. Well, her, I, oh, you have some, don't you? I mean, I don't know that they're fun facts necessarily, but... Um, I was just going to say, like, this book in particular was basically, as all authors kind of draw on their former experiences, like, a lot of it was written based on her experience of moving to the U.S. from Nigeria, and essentially she talked about it as, like, she realized she was black for the first time. So the way that we experience racism here in the U.S. is not the same as in other places and coming from Nigeria she never thought of herself as being black she just thought of herself as being a person and then coming to the U.S. realizing like oh there's some weird racial shit going down here so a lot of it is autobiographical from that sense Um, and then basically obviously there's another kind of plot kind of written into it that we can read it through but I just thought that was interesting that it's Basically, her experience of coming here as an immigrant. Yeah. Do you want to hear her excerpt in Beyonce's songs? Uh, Flawless? You better believe it. Okay, I'm going to see if I can pull this up without an ad on YouTube. So I think there's actually going to be an ad on YouTube. So let me just wait for that ad to finish on YouTube. And then I'm going to go. Flawless. I think this is it. We teach girls to shrink themselves, to make themselves smaller. We say to girls, You can have ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful. Otherwise, you will threaten the man. Because I am female, I am expected to aspire to marriage. I'm expected to make my life choices, always keeping in mind that marriage is the most important. Now, marriage can be a surprise, joy, and love, and mutual support. But why do we teach girls to aspire to marriage, and we don't teach boys the same? We raise girls to see each other as competitors, not for jobs or for accomplishments, which I think can be a good thing, but for the attention of men. We teach girls that they cannot be sexual beings in the way that boys are. Feminist, a person who believes in the social, political, and economic equality of the sexes. About to twerk so hard right now. I know. I was just going to say we are twerking so hard to all the copyright (laughs) laws. We just, you know... Whatever. Beyonce has enough money. Beyonce, I love you. We're crediting the source. Beyonce... We don't make any money from this podcast, so if you want some of our zero money, it's yours. Exactly. You can (laughs) sue us for our zero money, and we will hand it right over. All the zero money from this podcast, (laughs) it belongs to Beyonce. (laughs) Ugh. So good. Honestly, if we were making money, I'd give it to Beyonce. Yeah, like, I would donate this. it to, but I almost said Beyonce. <laughs> to Beyonce. Beyonce, you have it all. And yeah. our money. Was that your fun fact, that song? Yeah. This is what happens when we drink before we do research. That's a fun fact. Honestly, it's the most fun I've ever had. Wake up. Flawless. Right around that. Flawless. Something, something. Flawless. <laughs> Um, Precisely. Yeah. No, I think we've done a really good job of selling this book, but honestly, you've I have all another heard of fact. it already. I have another fun fact. Okay. She was born on September 15th, 1977. Chimamanda? Chimamanda, yes. Okay. And she's born in 1977, so she's ish 
10 years older than us, but she looks 20 years younger than us. Yeah, I mean, looks way better than us, but that's not hard. I was going to see if Beyonce was born in the same year, but she was born in 1981, allegedly, because there's conspiracy theories that she's secretly the same age as Gabrielle Union. Really? Yeah. Basically, Gabrielle Union gave an interview in which she said, like, she went to high school with Beyonce, and everyone was like, hmm, interesting, because Gabrielle Union was born in 1972, so she's, you know, a good, like, roughly 10 years older than Beyonce purports to be. So people now, that's like one of the many conspiracy theories surrounding Beyonce's life. Not only is she part of the Illuminati, not only did she fake her pregnancy supposedly and not carry her child, she also maybe is 10 years older, which like my rebuttal to that is who would not flaunt the fact that they were 10 years older if they looked that great? Like, yeah, you would just be out there like, I know the secret of everything. Join my Illuminati coven. Like, I will buy what you're beautiful. selling. Give yeah, me, I'll give me buy that. all of it. I fall for Instagram ads that try, try <laughs> yeah, to sell obviously. me. <laughs> you have the hiccups right now, but you fall for the Instagram ads. Because I don't you, usually drink beer. They sell you goop shit. <gasps> yeah, um, Brandy's gut is really suffering right now. My gut is really like... Welcome to my life. This is the least you've done to me lately. Can you, can we just briefly, this is not related, talk about hiccup cures? Because if you drink water upside down, it's gone like that. I don't like believe that. it. How do you even it's drink water like upside that. down? It's gone like that. Oh my god, it's fire! <laughs> is it gone? <laughs> I think it might be. Case closed. We might have to edit that because screaming is not great for people's ears, but I cured your hiccups and I have no regrets. <laughs> and it worked. I'm I a mean, doctor, you guys. I feel like I still have them, though. I feel like you haven't hiccup since the spider did or did not I, come. I haven't. Just keep <laughs> you drinking. You really scared me. You're welcome. Anyways, I took some years off of Brandy's life. <laughs> But this book is going to add so much to our lives that I feel like it's okay. Did you know that Pink and Usher and Gabrielle Union are older than Beyonce? How old is Pink? Well, this article was written in 2015, so plus four. Pink is 40, Usher's 41, Beyonce's 38. Beyonce, what a babe. But yeah. I feel like we've really gone off the rails here. I'm not hiccuping anymore. That was really good. I've, that's never actually worked for me before. No one scared me that way. That's okay. But I, I get that a lot. I'm fucking you terrified. should see like, all the first dates I go on where people have the hiccups and then they meet me and they're like, I'm cured. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's what I have to offer you guys. I remember watching Cheers. one of those daytime talk shows one time and um, this person had a hiccup for like 10 years. That would be the worst way to live. But I will stand by. I was also trying to distract you, but... You were. You did both distracted me and terrified me at the same time. I was going to say, but my in like infallible way of curing the hiccups is to drink water and then you lean back so you're like... Basically... I was I about to put my down. head on the spider. So if people understand <laughs> why spider. I was so scared, it's because I was like about to lean my head down, and then immediately as I was leaning my head down, freaking stars like spider, and I was like, it's right by my face. Works 
every time. It's horrible. Anyways. I can like look. I have to look back at these sound waves, and I see my like, <laughs> scream. Yeah, we might have to edit that out because I'm not trying to scream in anyone's ear. But I know. Yeah, way to really lose well, your cool. Well, I'll, I'll like, I'll edit that part. Anyways, this is one of our drunker episodes, and I'm into it. Um, but what are your expectations for this book? I expect to fully love this book. I'm actually really excited about it. I want to feel like I'm learning about like society and race and culture and intersectionality and all of that stuff while also being entertained with a romance. I just realized we forgot to rate our last book. Oh, did we? Yeah. Should we rate it? Well, because I was about to say, my guess is that I'm going to rate this book this. And then I was thinking, well, what did we rate our last three books? I feel like we rate them all similarly. And I don't think we ever gave a rating for our last book. Granted, I don't even remember what our Nine last book Nine Perfect Strangers. Ugh, it's so belated. I give it a seven. I mean, I don't even remember that book at this point. <laughs> this was a, like... This was a long time ago, and also in preparation for reading this book, I looked at how big it is, and I'm already forgetting everything I've Do you know read. how many pages it is? It's like between five and 600 pages. It's 586 pages. It's a lot of pages. But you I feel like got on, it right. on Kindle, I always make things bigger, and so it always looks longer, so I don't actually know how long the book ever is. It's always like percentages. Yeah. Well, and so that brings us to another great point. Do you plan to read or to listen to this book? I plan to read this book because I really like her writing style and I feel like I'm going to enjoy the way that it's actually written. Mm-hmm. Also, I tried to listen to audiobook on the last book and was thoroughly disappointed. And so I feel so like I'm like not burned. in the mood. Yeah. I feel like maybe for the next book, we I'll do an audiobook, but I'm just really not in the mood right now. Well, I um, was planning to do the audiobook for this one because I thought she might read it, but she doesn't. So I'm also she doesn't gonna, read the book. No, but Boo. most authors don't. To be fair, however, I'm going but to read it. But you make more money that way. I'd read the book. I, I mean, more money. Honestly, I'd read anyone's book. That's what we should have gone into is being like audiobook readers. Yes, except I can't. I'm not good at that. I was just gonna say we can barely read a book jacket, so we're not qualified. Maggie How, Gyllenhaal did it. I know, but she's like great. And I have, like, ulcers and GERD and all of these things that make me really raspy, so I can't actually do that. Um, I scream when I see spiders. So yeah, I mean, even neither, imaginary of us, spiders. neither of us are qualified. However, that was my incentive to do the audiobook, and when I saw it wasn't her, I decided to just read it because I've had, like you, the book on my shelf for years. Yeah, so that's I'm gonna- true. I don't Pull feel it like... out. I'm going to read it on BART. I'm going to be morally superior to all the people on their phones being like, look at me in my thick book. Yeah. I'm reading it. I'm literate. Who wants to date me? Because it's <laughs> February and Valentine's Day was pretty lonely. And I'm hoping that this book fills that void because on the Today Show, Savannah Guthrie said it was her favorite romance novel. Really? Yeah. This book. This book, Your yeah. favorite romance novel. Yeah. It's, but there's so many romance novels. We I haven't even read this one yet. high expectations now. Yeah, no, I've heard from a lot of people, they're like, it's just so sweet. So I'm expecting some Romeo and Juliet feminist love bullshit. Wow, it's really hard to write both a feminist manifesto and a love story in the same story. Because I feel like anytime I'm feeling particularly feminist, I'm like, man. I was just going to say the exception being if it's a lesbian storyline, oh, then you yeah. can do both. We need to do that. Do we have any 
like lesbian literature guys can you some with some like smuttiness in it because i want some like sexy femme literature sexy femme literature please recommend immediately if not sooner but for now we are going to read americana can i get some sexy book recommendations we haven't read a sexy erotica oh my god i don't know if i want like full-on erotica i do okay fine we can do an erotica but can it be like a lesbian erotica Definitely we should do lesbian erotica. If you guys don't suggest something, I'm going to go, you know, Go- Have fun Googling that. I was just going to say, I'm going to go off book and I'm going to recommend one for us. I will write in as a fake reader and don't recommend. that. If you guys don't give me good material, I got to make it work for myself. Spoken like a lifelong masturbator who's like, <laughs> I don't need no man. I'll figure it out for myself. I actually had a, you know, well... It's, this is probably too much information, but Never. you've frequently told me that when you have sex dreams, it's often about you masturbating, and I always remember always. thinking, like, that's always. so weird. Like, why would you have I had a dream what like that? What a waste of time. I had a dream like that. Did you really? I had After, a masturbating That's what you dream. get for judging me. But you know why, though? Because I got rid of my vibrator, like, when I moved in with now fiance, because I was like, how do I secretly place vibrator in this house somewhere? And then the That's other like day, so not woke of you. I'm embarrassed. I know. Well, but well, here's the thing: is that my vibrator actually at the time was broken, and so like I threw it away, and then I just like never bought a new one because you know when like you start dating someone and it's like sex, 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 but yeah. then like eventually you stop having sex that often. And I was just like never at a point where I was like, now I should get a vibrator because I kept being like hopeful that it was going to be more sex. But so now I'm at a point where I'm now dreaming about the vibrator that once was, which let me tell you was a fantastic vibrator. It looked like the a little engine that could. It looked like a like a little like L or like a little J or something. It wasn't that big, but it was like it Did was a job. it was a mighty beast. Mm-hmm. Which just goes to show it's not about size necessarily. No, it's about shape and motivation. Exactly, and, and how charged that little is. that little machine was motivated. Yeah. Well, I was also gonna say like wow. Way to just make it apparent to everyone that you don't use sex toys in your relationship. How boring. Oh, I don't. Not by choice. I mean, I, get I think it when it's the same, but I don't know if your fiancé listens to this. So let's he doesn't just... listen to this. Okay. Then... I actually don't know, honestly, if I would, like, really bring in the sex toys, but I feel like it keeps things fun. Like, it might be nice. It definitely keeps things fun. It's also funny, like, one guy that I... We're not in a relationship, but we've been, like you know, hooking up for, like, three years now. (laughs) It's just, it makes me laugh so much every time we hook up because, like, he is so lazy, but I'm, like, you're, like, what you need is not what I need. So there's now, like, a good 20 minutes that is just dedicated to, like, hey, like, any vibrating object he can find. And I'm, like, I appreciate the effort. And by effort, I mean, like, charging things before I come over. That's so thoughtful. It's like, not love, but it'll like it'll keep he, you going. He's got like a Sonicare like dedicated to your vagine. No, like he, he has a shoulder injury, and so he had this like specific like back massager for it Ooh, that vibrates. Nice, but I mean, yeah, it gets the job done. But it just also something I'm like, this is a back massager, but beggars can't be choosers so it doesn't matter if you don't have a vibrator in your life find something around the house that can serve that purpose i I have one of those massaging chairs but it's like really aggressive and i feel like i can't handle that much aggression well get creative brandy i'm gonna try it's valentine's day we're reading a romance book i have a clarisonic maybe i can make that work (laughs) honestly 
Probably. Like, <laughs> it would probably be a quick one. Um, so we're going to get our Clarisonics, our back massagers, and all of the things, and we're going to read Americana, and it's going to be an arousing experience. This I was expect. a really non-sequitur podcast. Sorry, guys. So, same old, same old. Tale as old as time. Song as old as rhyme. Exes are calling us, and, and we're we drinking like vibrators all the time. <laughs> Good job. All right. Well, are you lit yet? I've been lit. I've been lit also. Boy, bye. <laughs> <laughs>